In Jerusalem, AD 30, Jesus died on the cross, resurrected on the third day, and then ascended into heaven. 50 days after Jesus' resurrection, the Holy Spirit fell on the apostles, giving them power, purpose, and a plan. Out of joy, the church was born. Thanks for a great communion meditation, Ed. So, like Ed said, it is Pentecost Sunday, and I'm going to read through um, this story. It's a little, for the lectionary, it's a little long, so um, it'll be up on the screen, but if you just want to sit there and like really listen, um, I'm going to read 21 verses that tell this story about the beginning of the church. From Acts 2. When the holy day of Pentecost came, 50 days after Passover, they were gathered together in one place. Picture yourself among the disciples. A sound roars from the sky without warning. The roar of a violent wind in the whole house where you are reverberates with sound. Then a flame appears, dividing into smaller flames and spreading from one person to the next. All the people present are filled with the Holy Spirit and begin speaking in languages they've never spoken as the Spirit empowers them. Because of the Holy Festival, there were devout Jews staying as pilgrims in Jerusalem from every nation under the sun. They hear the sound and a crowd gathers. They are amazed because each of them can hear the group speaking in their native languages. They are shocked and amazed by this. The pilgrims say, just a minute. Aren't all of these people Galileans? How in the world do we hear our native languages being spoken? Look, there are Parthenians here, and Medes, and Elamites, and Mesopotamians, and Judeans, and residents of Cappadocia, and Pontus, and Asia, Phrygians, and Pamphylians, and Egyptians, and Libyans, from Cyrene, Romans, both Jews by birth and converts, Cretans, Arabs, we're each hearing this in our own languages, hearing people talk about God's powerful deeds. Their amazement becomes confusion as they wonder, what does this mean? And skeptics say, it doesn't mean anything. They're just drunk on some fresh wine. I love that the disciples uh, are accused of being drunk. That's why the Bible is amazing, is because they included stuff like this. Um, I don't know. We won't, get, we won't go there. Uh, so as, as the twelve stood together, Peter shouted to the crowd. Peter says, men of Judea, all who are staying here in Jerusalem, listen. I want you to understand, these people aren't drunk, as you may think. Look, it's only nine o'clock in the morning. So... Maybe if it were in the afternoon, they, the answer would have been different, but Peter wants you to know, like, it's only nine, so, like, believe, trust us, not enough time yet. No, this isn't drunkenness. This is the fulfillment of the prophecy of Joel. Hear what God says. In the last days, I will offer my spirit to humanity as a libation. Your children will speak boldly the word of the Lord. Young warriors will see visions, and your elders will dream dreams. Yes, in those days I shall offer my spirit to all servants, both male and female, and they will bo boldly speak my word. And in heaven above and earth below, 
I shall give signs of impending judgment, blood, fire, clouds of smoke. The sun will be a void of darkness, and the moon will become like blood. Then the great and dreadful day of the Lord will arrive, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be liberated into God's freedom and peace. This is the word of the Lord. Um, Raise your hand if you've uh, traveled to a country or you've lived in a country where you didn't know, you didn't speak the language. Okay, so a lot of us have had this experience where You've, you've traveled to a country, you don't know the language. I, um, when I was in college, I did a study abroad in Spain. And obviously, you take like a little bit of Spanish before you go. Uh, but obviously, you're not, I mean, I wasn't conversational when I went there. And I stayed in Madrid, and I lived with this lady who didn't speak any, she didn't speak any English. And so I just had to, she was in her 70s, and I just had to work it out. I just had to figure out how to communicate with her. And what... What I learned quickly and realized like over the course of uh, a couple of months I was there was you really, when you're forced to like live in a place where you don't speak the language, you realize how much of your personality, your sense of self is tied into the language that you speak. It's really the lens and the technology for how you understand your world. And when you're forced out of that element, you kind of have to reevaluate who you are and who Spanish Ryan is, I don't know. I became a different person. Um, but you really have to get outside of yourself and immerse yourself into the language and the culture uh, that is completely different than what you're used to, that is not your own. And it really forces, uh, forces you to change. And I think that this passage is so interesting where uh, the, the disciples, the early apostles, uh, this early reform movement within Judaism, all these people had followed Jesus. They all start speaking in languages that they have no idea what they're talking about. And to where, I mean, I, I had to read off like 15 different uh, like ethnicities and uh, languages. They're all absorbing the, the word of God in their own language. I mean, just think about how crazy that would have been uh, to hear, uh, like he said, a group of Galileans all from the same place speaking, you know, 15 or 20 different languages. Must have been a really bizarre, um, must have been a really bizarre scene. Uh, The rabbi, there's a rabbi named Jonathan Sachs, and he says the greatest single antidote to violence is conversation. Speaking our fears, listening to the fears of others, and in that sharing of vulnerabilities, discovering a genesis of hope. The spirit breaking into Jerusalem in, in the scene of Pentecost, uh, into the lives, the lives of God's people, is God's movement towards diversity, God's movement towards the, the blessing of the fullness of expression of humanity. It is really the anti-Tower of Babel movement, which I think we talked about last year, that the Tower of Babel is kind of uh, uh, an example of how as humans, we really want to make everything uniform. We want to make, I want to make you like me. I want to conform you to the image that is like safe for my understanding. And God continually celebrates diversity, continually, continues to, to speak the language of love and hope uh, in your language, in a language that you can understand, in a language that everybody can understand. Pentecost is a movement that signifies uh, God's developing uh, community which inspires conversation 
and freedom. I mean, this was what Judaism, this is like fully in the history of Judaism. Obviously, this is like Pentecost was a Jewish festival before it was ever a Christian festival. Christian, we just like hijacked it. We're like, oh yeah, we celebrate Pentecost now. But really, I mean, that's what all the Jews were gathered in Jerusalem for. They were there to celebrate Pentecost, the giving of the law um, to Moses and to God's people. That was a uh, an anti-empire movement. That was a protest against the violence that had been perpetrated against the Jewish people. Um, and that's hopefully what we still celebrate today. Uh, you know, empires seek control through violence, but God's spirit enables peace through freedom. And that's what Pentecost establishes. Empires seek control through violence. God's spirit enables peace through the freedom that God gives to everybody, speaking it in their own language. Uh, the Washington Post uh, mentioned last week that uh, our current administration uh, wants to add $469 billion in military spending over the next decade, uh, including a $600 billion defense budget for the next fiscal year. This is what empires do. They seek control through domination, control through violence. Christianity is an anti-movement. It's an anti-empire movement. is a reform movement. This is why Christianity is dangerous. This is why early Christianity and the reform uh, tradition that Ju Judaism was here, this is why Jesus was dangerous. Jesus was preaching anti-Roman empire, uh, freedom, dignity, uh, having a conversation, uh, recognizing the dignity of every person through mutual understanding, uh, the expression of God's love in diversity. Uh, that can't be controlled, and empires want to control, but God's freedom uh, here, uh, signified in the spirit, uh, is unleashed to everybody. Wall building, stone throwing, bomb dropping, um, that's what we do. That's what we do when we don't want to have conversations, right? It's what we do when we don't want to have the conversation. We talked about stone throwing, that story, a few weeks ago. Um, you know, after all, like, we have, I'm using empire as a term, but we have empire within us, right? We have these uh, instincts to want to, to lash out against other people. We, want, we don't want to have a conversation because conversations can be difficult. Conversations often point out problem areas within our own lives. We don't want to explore uh, the blessed image of God that's within every single person because that can be difficult. Um, but what this passage does teach us is that we have the Holy Spirit in and amongst us, individually and communally. So we must be willing to invite that spirit to work within our lives, which inevitably leads toward love. When we invite the spirit to work in our lives, that always leads us to greater and greater acceptance and love of others. We must be willing to have conversations, to use our language. I love that the Bible in this story uses language and the technology of conversation as the means by which God's love is expressed. I love that God invites us to have conversations. That's the mechanism that God uses in order to open us up to, to other people, which inevitably opens us up more and more to God's love. A few weeks ago, I had a, uh, about a two to three hour conversation with a uh, very, very uh, staunch uh, Trump supporter. And what I learned in that conversation is that, uh, you know, we have deeply... Uh, different uh, views 
in gaps on how we like fundamentally understand re reality and the conditions of this world. Uh, and that was very obvious. And like in this two to three hours, uh, you know, we're just like, we're just having a conversation. But despite our differently held views about reality, what we both, after the conversation was over, what we both came to terms with uh, and talked about at the end of that conversation was really how this was the first time either of us had had that type of conversation with anybody. And unless we're willing uh, to make those types of moves, not, it doesn't have to be political, but just to have the conversations that we might otherwise not want to have, um, that's the only way we will ever make progress. That is the only way God's spirit moves within us is to have conversations to go to, the, to lead us to the places that uh, we might not go otherwise. The spirit within us gives us the ability to open ourselves up to, to all kinds of diversity. This is the good news of God. This is the inbreaking of God's love and peace for all through the diversity of expression, the diversity of language, the diversity of experience, uh, not by bringing uniformity, but harmony, by bringing peace. So what if, church family, we've been talking about, you know, what kind of church do we want to be if uh, this is the type of world we hope for, the, the freedom of expression, the freedom of diversity, God's love extending to all people. Uh, we have to be uh, models of that. We have to, we have to take on the, uh, the story of Pentecost, celebrate it, and then have that message somewhere root down within our lives, invite the Spirit to work. So what if we spoke good news to people in their language rather than our own? What if we shed the trappings of our assumptions, our religion, our prejudices, to have a conversation that opens us up to be vulnerable, maybe opens us up to be a little bit uncomfortable, what would it look like to speak good news to others? And what would it look like to have good news spoken back to us? To not be the ones that have to go do the converting, but what if we were the ones that opened ourselves up to have the good news spoken back to us? In times like ours um, that seem really unsteady, may we reach to the diversity of God's creation in order to realize our potential as a global community for peace. Um, a theologian uh, who I read this week said, Pentecost is both an ending and a beginning, the leaving behind that which is past and launching forth into that which is only now beginning to be. It is, not a, it is not a time of completion. It is moving forward into new dimensions of being, but whose fulfillment is unyet un realized. The greatest single antidote to violence is conversation speaking our fears, listening to the fears of others, and in that sharing of vulnerabilities, discovering a genesis of hope. I say it all the time, but it's a lot easier to isolate ourselves, to have insider conversations with people that we agree with. But on this Pentecost Sunday, may we listen to God's spirit at this time, this time in our uh, history, this time in our lives, the place that God has called us to live and to be, calling us to peace through the diversity of expression. So let us celebrate diversity. Let us have conversations with those who we share difference. For there is nothing to fear in having a conversation. There is nothing to fear in having a conversation. So may we be a community of conversation. Let's pray.
<clears throat> Lord, we thank you that you, you, uh, you give us language and that your language speaks of peace, of hope, that uh, your apostles uh, cleverly used the Old Testament uh, to bring us into a promised time of healing through conversation. Thank you for the diversity in your creation. Thank you for uh, calling us into further love. So may we not only uh, love when we leave, leave this place, may we be open to receive love. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's just stand to our feet again. We're going to sing one more time before we leave. I will love.